Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce evolution podcast. I'm your host, Brett Curry, CEO of OMG Commerce. And today we're talking Prime Day 2021 recap. What happened with Prime Day this year? Lots of really interesting things to uncover and dissect. I think some things that that may be a preview to what we're going to see the rest of the year and also some things to maybe consider for Prime Year next year, potentially. But we're just going to unpack the data and the trends. This episode of the E-Commerce Evolution podcast is brought to you by OMG Commerce Resources. That's right. Here at OMG Commerce, we want to help make sure you're educated and in the know to capitalize on the latest tips, tricks, and strategies to help you grow your e-commerce business. So if you go to omgcommerce.com and under resources, click on guides, we have some cutting edge free information for you on things like how to dominate with Amazon DSP ads or how to use Amazon sponsor brand video ads and how to craft the perfect ad. We have several guides on how to capitalize on YouTube ads from creating the perfect ad to knowing when you're ready to scale. Plus there's the newly updated Google shopping guide plus more. Check it all out at omgcommerce.com and click on guides under resources. And now back to the show. No better person to have on the show than the Director of Amazon and OMG Commerce, Chris Tyler, a crowd favorite. Chris, how you doing? Welcome to the show, man. Doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, always good to have you on the show. First of all, uh, Prime Day. It is, you know, it has become kind of a, a summer holiday for us in, in retail and us that uh, people that enjoy enjoy shopping. Uh, but today, or, or rather this year, Prime Day was was different, and so I thought it'd be kind of fun to. to do a quick history of Prime Day, like, you know, 15 seconds, and, and what we've kind of seen in previous years, and then let's dive into this year, because this year was it was a different beast for a couple of different reasons. So 2015 was the launch of Prime Day. Uh, a lot of people don't know it was the 20-year anniversary of Amazon, and it was one of those uh, I- events fabricated by Amazon really to drive Prime memberships, and that's what it did for so many years. You'd, you'd have millions of new people signing up and trying Prime Day or or trying Amazon Prime because of Prime Day. And and we know that Prime memberships really fuels Amazon's flywheel. So for a long time, it was about building Prime memberships. Now it's just a massive sales event. It's kind of bled into other retailers jumping on the bandwagon. You got Walmart, Target, Best Buy, and every other retailer imaginable also doing big deals around Prime Day. Uh, But this year was different. So historically, Chris, Prime Day has always been in July, kind of the Christmas in July type of thing. Q3 is not a good quarter for retail, typically. So last year was different as well. Last year, Prime Day was in Q4. It was moved to October because of logistics issues caused by the pandemic and Amazon just not being ready, the infrastructure not being ready to handle Prime Day in July. So it got moved to October. Nobody really knew what to expect, right? It's the first time that Prime Day has been in Q4 and it really launched the holiday shopping season, likely pulled forward some of the holiday purchase activity last year. And so a couple of interesting things from uh, last year and just to kind of show how much this event has been growing year over year. So uh, 2019 versus 2018, Prime Day sales grew about 70%, according to Statista. Uh, but then about 45% year-over-year growth from 2019 
2020, right? But again, you're, you're comparing apples to oranges here. 2019 was the normal July date. 2020 was October. So it was Q4, all kinds of interesting things. And then this year, Chris, we got the announcement that Prime Day was moving to June, not July. And, and even though that's not, you know, just a, it's a few weeks difference, it's a different quarter, right? Moving to, to yep. Q2 instead of Q3, which was the norm in Q4 last year. Uh, did you hear any, any speculations as to why it was moved to, to June? Um, honestly, I, I did not. Um, we didn't find out to kind of last minute. At least it was better than last year, where it was like it seemed like a week before they they said, "Hey, we're having it in October." Um, so at least they told us a few weeks before. Um, but I think Amazon kind of kept that close to the chest. Yeah, our, our Amazon reps do a pretty good job of keeping us up to date. But you know, and, and it makes sense they don't want word to leak about Prime Day too early because then people wait for some purchases, right? So you kind of want to, you want to give enough time to build hype and make it a big event, but not so much time that you kill sales, you know, four weeks out from, from prime day. And so, um, so yeah, I I heard a couple of different pieces of speculation who really knows, but um, you know, this will help Amazon with their comps looking at Q2 this year versus Q2 last year, because Q2 2020 just had an amazing spike because of the pandemic especially on Amazon because stores were closed. So this will actually help Amazon probably comp pretty well Q2 of this year versus Q2 of last year. That's probably not why Amazon did it, but that is an interesting uh, side note for sure. A couple other interesting things is usually when this is in July, you got back-to-school sales that could be a part of this. It's not really feeling like back-to-school time, right? This is this is June. Uh, summer still feels like you got, got a lot of runway left in summer, so not as much of a back-to-school event. So, so just an interesting event and timing and all of that. And, and so what we're seeing, I'm seeing numbers that, that Prime Day 2021 versus 2020 grew anywhere from 9 to 11%. I uh, saw one report showing that it didn't grow at all, but I think that was a bit of an outlier as far as a report goes. So, you know, 10% growth or whatnot over last year. But we're comparing a June event to a Q4 event last year. It's pretty hard to compare this as apples to apples. What were some of the, and one, one cool thing too, Chris, and this is why, you know, had you on the podcast, OMG is big enough now, our, our, our client base is big enough that we have a considerable amount of data that we can look at from our own clients advertising data, sales data, that really paints a nice picture. It's kind of a microcosm of, of Prime Day and third-party sellers globally. And so let, let's dive into this a little bit. What were some of the, the key takeaways, the big takeaways from, from Prime Day this year? Yeah, great question. Uh, I'd preface it with kind of, to your point, we've got enough clients advertising spend and data to understand, okay, what are the trends uh, that we're seeing as, as an agency? And, and so the data we pulled was based off of the two weeks prior to Prime Day this year and, and weekly segments, um, each Prime Day individually. And then what we're going to do is track the weeks after. Um, and we do have the week post Prime Day, but I will say in the advertising, and there's usually attribution lag, so that may be somewhat different in the coming days. And then that is to kind of give us a picture of post Prime Day first prior to Prime Day, and then obviously Prime Day in between. And we did the same thing last year. So what we wanted to look at to start was we know nothing's the same in the sense of last year had a big COVID e-commerce spike in in the summer. And then Prime Day was actually, like you mentioned, Q4, which really just blasted the the last three months of the year. And then this year it was in June, which um, 
worth noting that we started to see in April a uh, kind of lag in sales or softness in performance as well as April was really strange across the board. Even even non Amazon sellers, April twenty twenty one was pretty soft. Yeah, and that kind of led into May and June being a little bit better, but but we're not seeing that e commerce push uh, that COVID gave us. So then year over year comps are kind of wonky within that. And so what we first looked at then, going back to the prime day data, was um, year over year, what were the differences? And it was really interesting to see uh, last year, the week prior to prime day, um, saw a boost in impressions and traffic between 10 and 20%. Um, This stayed, obviously through prime day, saw a big push, but then post prime day actually increased again, uh, 15%. And so traffic was there, and then in the same side, total sales. And, and sorry, Chris, you said you said there was an increase in impressions? Impressions. So just we wanted to figure out, okay, is the traffic there? And then within that, what are the sales doing? What's the CPCs? What's our ad spend to ratio to total sales? And we found last year the impressions were boosting even prior to Prime Day and then stayed post. What we found this year... It kind of makes sense because it was the beginning of, of holiday shopping. And right, so, right. This is an interesting take. So we've got, you know, our line of sight into Prime Day and what happened is really through the advertising lens, right? But but if you see a lift in impressions, more ads being shown, it means there's more eyeballs there, right? So so we, this is a really interesting perspective. So we're kind of seeing what what retailers are doing, what advertisers are doing, but it's in response to shoppers, basically. Right. And, and for us as advertisers, it helps us understand, all right, what is the, you know, the pie we're looking at? And then what tactic strategies we're using to kind of formulate, okay, how much can we get of that in terms of the goals for our clients? And then in, in prime day of this year, what we found was the the impressions and clicks correspondingly saw a, a very small decrease. So in our mind, they were flat a week before prime day versus that preview period, where last year we saw a boost. Um, and then going into Prime Day before Prime Day this year was flat or potentially down just a tiny a bit, bit to the week before Prime Day last year. So that leading up period. Yep, yep. And then even to the week before uh, this year. So if we're looking at June seventh, would be two weeks prior, and then June fourteenth would be the week before Prime Day. They were about the same in impressions and clicks. Where last year we saw a boost week over week going into the period uh, right before Prime Day that said, uh, there's window shoppers, but traffic's coming in, it's building. We didn't get that this year. Um, And so that was a sign that there just was uh, a smaller audience, you know, whether it's um, the fact that it's in June, that with COVID restrictions are being eased, people are traveling. It's uh, the beginning of summer. People aren't thinking, like you said, buying where July uh, had more of an impact, I think, and then October was just like, that is the mindset. Um, so we noticed that going into there. Uh, and then when we hit Prime Day, I would say that the numbers um, corresponding to this year. So if I look uh, in, uh, June 21st and June 22nd, those sales period or those sales uh, metrics uh, jumped between 108% and 126% uh, compared to the period right before, Right. And those are similar to last year's comps when you look at Prime Day versus the week prior to Prime Day. Yep. But what happened, kind of like we mentioned, was the the traffic clicks and even total sales were softer prior to Prime Day this year versus last year. So the ratio is there, but that's why we're only getting 9%, 10% uh, increase is yep. um, because it was already soft before yep. Prime Day this year. 
And it was a lot of data. There's ways to look at the data, right? We want to we want to see how did Prime Day do this year versus last year, but also how did Prime Day do compared to the weeks leading up to it? Because that that is really what you want to look at is what's the Prime Day lift, right? You got kind of this baseline of sales that happen on Amazon, regardless of whether there's a big event, and then measuring the lift of Prime Day. That's that's super interesting. So, so 108 and 120 is that what you said? Percent yeah, so it was around 126 percent day one. Um, I think 108, 114 percent day two. Um, which were very comparable last year's percent ratios, though overall the sales just went up a little bit compared to last year, as you mentioned. Um, we did find, and our assumption is this is based on a smaller amount of impressions, is CPC went up about 25% versus last year. And this was prior to Prime Day, but especially on Prime Day, I think it was on the high end of like 30, 35. And um, ACOS went up about 10%. And what I mean by that is if... Uh, and a cost went from thirty percent to thirty three percent. That's a ten percent increase. Yep. But I don't want yeah, people thinking it's thirty to forty. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and so it was much more competitive, less space, but more competitors in that space is what we found. And so we were paying more to get the same traffic. Yep. Um, conversion rates were comparable, but because we had to pay more for each click, that's kind of the the relation to why a cost increased. And then the biggest thing that we want to track ongoing. We're going to do this weekly. We'll put in our blog. I think it's something that anyone uh, listening to the podcast will want to follow along is we want to know what happens post-Prime Day because last year was amazing, right? It makes sense. It's Q4. And I want to say even in 2019, uh, the numbers were up uh, post-Prime Day, but it's only one weekend. And so I don't want it to be like the norm per se just yet. But what we have found is uh, looking at uh, 23rd through 29th, that ACOS is higher, that tacos is higher, conversion rates are lower, which makes sense then for ACOS and tacos. And then click-through rate, it's 5% lower, so it's nominal in my mind. And then CPC is about 10 to 15% higher when we look at like May and April. And so we're still finding that there's a, a tail end of that push that everyone made for Prime Day, that it's still there, but the, the, the customers aren't there at least at the same level. And so we're paying more for the same traffic and then the sales are not increasing with that. And so it's a more volatile space to, to, to look at. So, so if I had to, to kind of simplify some of this, advertisers are maybe jumping on Prime Day to a, a higher degree than customers are this year, right? Prime Day still grew year over year by almost every account, which is pretty significant, right? When we start talking about billions and billions of dollars over a two-day period. This, this is a massive event. Um, and so the law of big numbers kick in, right? You can't grow 40% year over year forever, right? That does begin to, to slow down at some point. You start to reach some, some market saturation type points. But I think the data we're seeing is that advertisers know, like we're conditioned, we tra- we're trained, we know that we've got to be aggressive to not miss out on, on shoppers for Prime Day. So we're bidding more, right? So CPCs are going up. Uh, we're really trying to go get those sales, but sounds like there's more advertising competition and not the same year-over-year growth that we've seen on Prime Day. So some things are becoming more inefficient, uh, it sounds like. 100%, and I, I appreciate taking all that data jargon and, and <laughs> putting it back in a nice way for, for the yeah. listeners. Um, I would add to that, and and this is its own discussion that in general, you know, the, the space is getting more competitive. Amazon's releasing more placements for ads and, and there's benefits to them. 
but it also means that there's more places to spend money and, and more competitors that will want to do that. So even taking out June, if you look at April, May versus last year, I think CPC was still up like 10 to 20%. So it's not strictly Prime Day related, right. but it is highlighted because the traffic wasn't there. And so then it impacted really everything, and especially conversion rate and total sales. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that, that is just a trend, right? As the, as the third-party marketplace becomes more and more competitive, that does drive up CPCs. Uh, eventually, that does kind of self-regulate to a certain degree. We've seen this on the on the Google side with, say, Google Shopping, Google Search for retail clicks. Um, they, they do kind of hit a top end, right, where just it, the economics no longer make sense. You can't pay $7 per click, you know, with conversion rates of 1% to 2% for an item that costs 30 bucks, right? You just can't, can't do it, right? Yeah. So, so the, those CPCs will regulate a little bit. But when a big event like this happens, advertisers get aggressive, right? And they just want to kind of go for it. Uh, one thing that I think would be interesting to, to unpack a little bit is uh, the categories, right? Like Prime Day isn't a huge event for everybody. This is becoming increasingly clearer to us. Some of our clients see massive jumps on Prime Day. Uh, others do not. And I was looking at some data. I've got actually a sales, the Salesforce recap of Prime Day pulled up right now. And this will probably be no surprise, but one of the largest segments uh, of growth, year-over-year growth, was uh, luggage and handbags. So uh, luggage was up about 74% Prime Day 2021 versus Prime Day 2020. Totally makes sense. People were still not fully thinking travel, even in October of 2020, and that is that is coming back. Um, so no, no surprise that that grew. But, but talk about that a little bit, Chris. We saw some real disparity. Some clients crushed it in Prime Day. Other clients were like, meh, it's a normal day. Yeah, so I think at the category level, um, some of the bigger ones we saw jump uh, were gift-related items based on price points that I think their AOV was like 20 to 40 bucks so that um, they were able to run some deals with those products that um, brought in good volume, but also allowed for customers to kind of jump in on, okay, yeah, I can just buy that, right? I'm looking to buy anyways. You've got, you know, the two days of Prime Day uh, compared to maybe somebody selling a product for like 800 bucks. Um, and I would say categorically wise, though, uh, our best performers were like the toy category. Um, we had a couple in the electronic space that did see really good numbers. And one of them ran uh, a good amount of deals alongside pairing that with our DSP offering and really had a full funnel approach for that leading up to Prime Day. And they saw like a three to four X growth and they they didn't really see a little prior to Prime Day. So those numbers were like phenomenal. Um, yeah, so talk about that just a little bit. You mentioned that, that that's kind of intriguing. You mentioned a kind of a full funnel approach leading up to Prime Day. So, you know, some some categories you may just try to do a little better over Prime Day, but some categories you can really capitalize on Prime Day. Well, what's that full funnel approach, just kind of high level leading up to Prime Day? Yeah, um, and, and I would just uh, kind of put it out there that we have on our site, the blog that kind of walked through what that would look like if you're curious after the podcast. But well, what was that blog? Was that the blog that Amber did on, on Prime Day? Yeah, the Prime Day yep. Prep. Yep. Yep. yep, yep, Prime Day Prep. So search OMG Commerce Prime Day Prep blog. You'll find it also linked to it in the show notes. So the full funnel really starts with a mixture of DSP, demand side platform, alongside you know PPC within Seller Central. The display ads, the running display ads, and then and then uh, the standard PPC. Yep, yep. Uh, and then any external traffic, and then obviously product page uh, kind of readiness. 
Um, and so with DSP, that was a factor, especially for this client, um, prepping the audience and traffic two weeks prior to Prime Day. So focusing on uh, competitors that were similar to their products that they're going to run deals for, that we knew our price was going to slay it. And so building an audience of those people who view the competitor and did not purchase, um, as well as building our own custom and market audience, you know, people in market for keyboards or just bought a computer or whatever it might be that they need a corresponding product so that when Prime Day hit, we weren't scrambling to say, all right, who are we going to target? Are we just going to upbid? We actually set a plan in motion to have that that funnel build the audience that we wanted to highlight. And it also built uh, a correspondingly retargeting audience then because anyone who goes to that product page of our brand that we're running and did not buy, we can target again. And really, we pushed the... Um, the creative and then the budgets during both prime days to say, here's the deal. We know you haven't bought anything based on the audience we've built. Um, and we found the results there just phenomenal. Um, and then a lot of that does tie, like we worked with this client, you know, months before to make sure the product page were ready, that they've got a storefront up and running and it's prepped with a deals page and that they've got posts they're going to launch for these products. So it was full fun on the ad side, but also on the organic side that everything was ready there because you don't want to just use PPC as a weapon. You want it to complement kind of the foundational piece that you should have in place. Yeah, I love it. And, and this is a strategy too that, that works for holiday. So as we're preparing for holiday, which is coming up, right? Should be laying the groundwork right now for, for holiday. We got a webinar coming up for Cyber 5 Prep. Stay tuned for that. Uh, but yeah, this idea of, hey, remarketing is always your cheapest form of advertising, right? And so we know, and we just talked about CPCs going up 25%, even the weeks leading up to Prime Day. And on Prime Day, CPCs are up 30%, right? So it becomes more and more expensive to advertise during those peak shopping days because the advertising competition is so high. So if you can start to seed some audiences, reach some in-market audiences, we do this on the YouTube side as well, where we try to reach people who are maybe shopping for toys or home decor, different supplements, whatever the case may be, kind of seed that audience, get them to visit the site, check things out. And now you've got a big remarketing pool that you can really hit during your prime day do deals and get them for a lower cost and get them to convert with your product. So thinking full funnel totally makes sense. So that's definitely something to file away for next prime day, next year's prime day, but also for cyber five. And, and one of the things I would add to that, um, and, and this is, it's not new, but it seems like it's new in some of the, the forums we're in and what we're hearing from advertisers is uh, getting traffic from external sources to Amazon. And, you know, we, we talked about, you know, impressions, clicks were lower this year. And so the thought was, okay, where can you get these at ideally the same CPCs or, or, or better? Um, and one of the ones that we we highlight and run is Google to Amazon in terms of running search ads on Google back to Amazon product pages or storefront. And not to go on a tangent, but like there's Amazon attribution, which allows you to track uh, return, sales return. And storefront also has tags you can add to that um, if you run a, uh, any pages on your storefront. And, and we found, you know, we go after low-hanging fruit. So searches on Google that have Amazon and a query, you can get... 10 to 40 cent CPCs or better put probably 30 to 70% less CPC than you have on Amazon. The conversion rates are lower, but you're building traffic. I look about it, look at it as almost like how DSP has like mid funnel where you you're building a retargeting base and you're also building awareness because people are going to Google search, maybe um, 
you know, mirrors on Amazon or a derma roller on Amazon. And then one, I don't know why they search in a Google, but they do. They search, search volumes yeah. there. So people uh, that can steal that plan sale, to yeah. buy something on Amazon, but they start their search on Google and it happens millions of times every day. I actually pulled, I actually just did a talk with uh, Orange Click recently. I can link to the interview and, and Chris, you helped me prep for this, but I just pulled, I pulled data on people who search on Google for bed sheets, but Amazon is in the query, right? So I'm searching for Amazon Prime bed sheets, like that was a pretty popular query or whatever. Almost a million searches a month for those keywords related to bed sheets and Amazon. Here's a hack for you. If you're going to do that, just just go to Amazon.com and put in bed sheets. <laughs> you're going to figure it out. You're going to you're going to get right to what you want to see. I've got a buddy that uh, will put Facebook into the Google search and then click the Facebook link. And I'm like, you know, you just put .com at the end. You're right there. Um, but but so this underscores an interesting like consumer behavior, shopper behavior thing for a lot of people. The web begins on Google, right? That's just where they begin yeah. everything. This is where they start. Like this is my entrance into the web, and it's it's hilarious. But but yeah. So one so one thing I'll underscore here. I, I think there's been this this evolution of for Amazon sellers, right? Where back in the early days of the, the you know the wild, well, it's still the wild west, but the beginning days of the third party marketplace, you could win by just having a product there and maybe kind of gaming the system and keyword spamming and, and doing some stuff to get organic rankings, right? So just have a product, get organic rankings. You make a lot of money, right? Then it became more complex. Now you're having to advertise on, you're doing giveaways and maybe doing a little bit of advertising on Amazon. As things become more competitive, we have to be more sophisticated, right? So what we like to talk about at OMG Commerce is, hey, if you're selling on Amazon, you need to have a base of Amazon advertising, right? Sponsored products, foundational, sponsored brands, sponsored brand video. I think that is a must now. Amazon DSP for the remarketing side and maybe top of funnel. But then, yeah, looking at other traffic sources, the next frontier that a lot of people aren't tapping into is Google to Amazon, right? And that's that's what you're just talking about. It's, it's yep. this incremental growth. It's it's maybe reaching the shopper before they get to the Amazon category page and before they see all your competitors' ads. You can reach them when they're on Google, which is where they enter every site, you know. Uh, and so, so yeah, thinking about now, and this is going to be key for holiday, key for Prime Day next year a sophisticated approach to marketing and growth versus just, yeah, I'll just let my organic rankings do it, you know? Yeah, 100% agree with that. Cool. Other other takeaways, and, and I'm excited. I know you and Amber and team are going to be working on a blog with kind of full recap and stuff, so we'll, we'll uh, just be watching the OMG Commerce blog for that. That's coming out pretty soon. Uh, but other other interesting takeaways from Prime Day this year? Um, what I would mention is we found it interesting on day two. So uh, the whole Amazon team at OMG is like those two days. We're just at our computers. We've got like, you know, eight tabs up, whatever. We're looking at all of our clients. Three coffees. And, right? Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Beautiful away. mind type thing, but with a better ending. Um, and, <laughs> and what we found was uh, the second day was trending much lower than the first. And, and this was for like at least the first half of the day for most of our clients. And our assumption was, Hey, we may end, I don't know, 20 to 30% lower in sales just based on that, that, that first half of the day. And then we saw this climb, like a very steep climb, like um, maybe 70% of our advertisers that the sales started to go back up and it was actually higher in that last, let's say 
the third quarter of the day, you know, like from 4 p.m. to like 8 p.m., um, the sales just jumped up and uh, we ended up being down maybe five to 10 percent with a lot of clients actually being up the second day. And, and that wasn't expected. Yeah. Yep. And I we're still digging in. Some assumptions we have is uh, people are kind of waiting to the end of Prime Day and yep. they're like, oh, I got to make a purchase or there's deals like there's that fear of missing out that says like, all right, I'm back home maybe from work or or I just have time now the the last kind of few hours and I'm going to just push through. And um, the other thing tied to that was we found conversion rates are up around 15% the second day, and even though impressions uh, up like, 15. So conversion rates up the second day up 15% compared to what? To day one. Sorry. Yeah. To day, to day one. one. Yeah. Wow. So they were better there and impressions and clicks dropped between like 20 and 30%, but sales only dropped between five and 10. And that's because conversion rate picked it up. And so it seemed like the traffic was more intent on like, I got to buy. Yeah. And, and I don't, yeah. And I don't know if that means like you set more deals up and I know you don't, you don't have full control. Like for the end of the day, do you, like, what do you do with that? We're still figuring it out, but I think that's a, an interesting um, thing we saw. It kind of, kind of speaks to consumer behavior though, right? Like we, we all have FOMO for missing out, but also procrastinators to a certain degree. So, Hey, the, the tail end of a sale, urgency. I got to get the deal now or I'm not going to get it. So it does kind of make sense that there'd be a huge push for day one. There's excitement, there's buzz, people are checking it out. Maybe kind of a lull on morning of day two, but then it really picks up after that. So so I think you can kind of plan your advertising around that a little bit, right? Be, and be watching the campaigns. You can't, hopefully people, I know I know we weren't because we were glued to our screens, but hopefully people didn't just kind of go to sleep on, on prime day or figure that it was over after a soft morning on day two because right. it, really, it really picked up after that. Um, yeah, and to tie to that, yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't no, go ahead. Off. To tie to that, like budgets, right? So we we prepped and made sure we weren't out of budget. Like you said, we were glued to the screen. But um, if if somebody's listening, like, oh yeah, I max budget midday or not before the end of the day on the second day, I think that's a key indicator of maybe reallocation. I missed out. Yeah. Yeah. So thinking about that for next year um, in a better way that says you don't miss that opportunity. Yeah. It was also really interesting, you know, Prime Day is, is obviously deal-driven, right? It, it's, it's a shopping holiday. We're looking for deals. Uh, I, I didn't see any, any real, like, deep analysis on this. So this was more anecdotal, but it didn't seem like there was an overwhelming amount of deals. I know just talk, kind of talking to friends, like, I don't know many people that really bought that much stuff on, on Prime Day this year. We, we, bought a, we bought a bed for Benjamin, our four-year-old. It's kind of like an elevated bed with a slide. That was nice. about it. You know, last year we, we did start doing some Christmas. <laughs> I got one of those, early. too. Did you? <laughs> yeah. I, I, saw, I was like, dude, this is really fun. It's made of metal. I could probably get on it. Uh, I don't know if it'll it'll hold my frame, but um, you know, like a couple years ago, I don't know. I, and again, this is just anecdotal, but a couple years ago, we were like buying entertainment center TV stuff, like just kind of getting ready. It felt like a huge buzz. Last year just really felt like holiday shopping, which was cool. Yep. But this year, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it obviously it grew, and it's still a massive event but the deals maybe didn't seem as appealing or as amazing as they have in years past. I would agree with that. And I would say for some of our clients that in the past had run uh, pretty steep deals, they had inventory issues and they had other challenges yeah. that... Yes, yeah, so you get inventory issues, you don't, you don't discount, right? Right, right. They're going to sell out anyways. Um, and so that was a balance there. And then others that random, I talked about the electronic company, they crushed it, but they put steep deals. They could do it. Inventory was really good. And then a few others that that ran deals, um, both 2020 and 21, 
it was softer this year. And I don't know if it's, uh, like you said, there just weren't as many good deals. It seems like there was a lot of deals, but they weren't great. And so like when I looked a little bit, uh, I got overwhelmed and I'm like, some of these, like, I don't even know if it's a better price if I were to look like 60 days <laughs> yeah. ago, right? Yeah. And so I definitely think deals didn't have the same impact overall. But if you're able to do a steep enough one and you balance it with, again, PSP, PPC, and, and kind of building it, we did find really, really solid success there. And they, they were actually the outliers in terms of best performance. Yeah. And I'll be really curious, to, too, to see, like, what, what was the lift for these other retailers, right? Uh, Walmart did their deals for days event. And I, you know, we, we do a lot of YouTube advertising here at OMG Commerce. So I was watching YouTube a decent amount. I always do. I'm looking, looking for ads and stuff. And Walmart was blasting YouTube with their deals for days on, on electronics and some other things. So curious how other retailers did. I think I think some of the early data was pretty positive that Walmart and Target and Best Buy did pretty good. But uh, but yeah, just it, it was an, it was a unique Prime Day. Uh, I'm sure next year will be different too. Who knows what yep. quarter it's going to be in <laughs> next year? We'll kind of keep an eye. But really, some some good takeaways. Just thinking about what is your what is your growth and advertising plan leading up to Prime Day? Think full funnel. Think holistically. Know that competitors are going to drive up ad costs and it's going to be really cutthroat during those two days. So what can you do to prepare for that? Understand that maybe there's a lull early day two, but there's going to be that push for the finish line at the end of day two, which is super interesting. And so hopefully some of this will get you ready for next year, but also ready for Cyber 5. Any closing thoughts, Chris Tyler? Uh, Yeah, so you you kind of nailed it with the Cyber 5 comment in the sense uh, some of these takeaways, I think, could be seen um, in CyberFi period. It will be different because it's Q4 and people will be in that purchasing mindset. Yeah, yeah. Conversion rates should be elevated for that normal, you know, six-day but, but shopping period. Keeping a close eye leading up to it during and after uh, to see, okay, has traffic gone back up, especially looking year over year, because we're still should be, knock on wood, out of this COVID space, uh, at least better than we were last year. Yeah. Um, and so we'll, we'll keep everyone updated within blogs and stuff kind of leading up to it, but also acknowledging, like, if you want to do it right, the foundation is uh, your product pages, your storefront, your inventory, everything we know. And I would say, again, that Prime Day prep functions almost the same for Black Friday and, and Cyber Monday. But then making sure that the, at least the two weeks, we, we looked like, two months before that you've got all these other pieces in place. Like we mentioned external traffic, uh, DSP, even just campaign types. It, it more, more advertisers are using it, but like sponsor and video, uh, it now can do ASIN targeting. No, make sure you know what's out there and what's available and, and prep. Like, so that you've got these things running at least two months prior. So you have data so that you can put your best foot forward when it matters. Yeah. Get get data while costs are lower and while costs are more predictable yeah. so you know what to do as CPCs go up because CPCs will go up just like always and we got to be watching that ratio. If CPCs go up, so cost per click goes up, but conversion rate also goes up, then you're golden. You can just keep pushing. If there is some disparity there, if CPCs go up faster or, or more than conversion rate, then you got to be able to, to adjust. And that's where having that full funnel approach having some remarketing audiences you can tap into, really just just having a plan uh, is, is, is what you need. So yep. Uh, yep, stay tuned. Stay tuned to the podcast and also to the blog. We'll keep you up to date. We'll help you get ready, locked and loaded 
for holiday 2021, Cyber 5 2021. Stay tuned for that. With that, Chris, man, really appreciate it. Thanks for coming on and, and thanks, for thanks for having me. Crushing. I know you're still probably recovering from uh, <laughs> the late nights uh, during Prime Day. It was a nice break, but yeah, I appreciate uh, always coming on these podcasts. It's great. Awesome. And as always, I appreciate you tuning in. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love that feedback on iTunes or wherever you consume podcasts. That review helps other people find the show, makes my day as well. And with that, until next time, thank you for listening. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session or click on Resources and Guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show.